Last Sunday, you didn't know it, but I was having a pretty rough morning. I was feeling dizzy and lightheaded, feeling very tired, and I even asked a couple of the sacristans to pray for me because I didn't know what was happening. I almost fell asleep during my own homily, so I, I know what you feel like. Did you know that like Tylenol, that ibuprofen comes in a PM version? I do now. I was having a sore, achy back, and I popped a couple of those in my mouth, and oh my goodness sakes. So now I figured it out, so that won't happen again. On Saturday mornings, I offer Mass for the Visitation Sisters in the convent that is next to the school. And when I was there this Saturday morning, we celebrated the memorial Mass for the beheading of St. John the Baptist. And in that Mass, God gave me some inspiration to help us understand the Gospel for today. What does the presence and meaning of the life of St. John the Baptist mean? Why did God send him? The message of St. John the Baptist is to announce and to clarify what every humble, honest person already knew. That this world is fallen, that our hearts are broken, and that we are sinners in need of a Savior. And he wanted to say and said in so many words, don't be afraid. Leave behind that shame and that guilt. Stop beating yourselves up and condemning yourselves. Come out from all the places where you have been hiding because God is sending to us, to you and to me, a Savior. He's coming in order to forgive our sins, to take away our guilt, to heal us, and to set us free. Now, if that is not good news, I don't know what is. But why was St. John the Baptist beheaded? Because when this message is announced in the world, there are all kinds of different reactions. When St. John the Baptist, who was the voice of truth, pointed out to Herod and Herodias, his wife, that their marriage was unlawful, that it was contrary to the will of God, Herodias hated John. And really, what she hated was the truth. She did not like her heart being exposed, unveiled, 
in order to see the sickness of her heart. And this was not to condemn her. This was not so that she could wallow in shame, but so that she too would prepare the way for Jesus the Savior. But she had John beheaded, thinking that if she could silence John, maybe she could feel good about herself and ease her conscience. The Pharisees also had kept themselves at a distance from this message when it was standing right in front of them in Jesus the Savior. Their hearts, too, were not open. They hid behind an exterior of self-righteousness, reducing religion to the faithful observance of exterior practices that were not essential to the heart of the law. And they too were blind to the sickness of their heart. And because Jesus loved these religious leaders, what did he do? He disclosed the sickness that they were too proud to see. And so he lists off all these different sins and evils that can come out of our heart. And maybe we recognized a few when we were hearing that list. And like Herodias, rather than humbly admit their need for Jesus, they thought if they could silence Jesus, that they could still justify their life and their pride. So they tried to put out the light of the world. They nailed him to a cross and crucified him, not knowing that he would rise from the dead. My dear friends, what is the message today? Every single one of us has a tendency to want to hide our sins. Sometimes we will think they are, worth, they are less than they are. We'll kind of play them down and try to convince ourselves that we're, we're really not that bad. Sometimes we will try to push them down and avoid looking at the truth of our hearts. We will try to keep ourselves busy, fill our lives with distractions and diversions, and sometimes live more at the surface, divorced from the deeper truth of our hearts. One of the things that our culture does today is it tries to normalize sin. And this is happening all over the place. What was clearly understood as wrong 50, 60 years ago, now today people think it's right. And some things are even celebrated. Take, for example, some of the things that parade across our TV screens under the caption, 
adult content. My dear friends, let's not kid ourselves. Some of that stuff that's classified adult content is not fit for any human being. I wouldn't even show some of that stuff to my dog. Of course, I don't have one, so I don't have to worry. What is the invitation of God in this message? I saw the answer in little children. As I've watched little children and those of my sister and brother, I have noticed two things. Have you noticed that whenever a little child hurts themselves physically, what is their quick automatic reaction? Run to mom and dad. They run as quickly as they can to dad and mom. And then what does mom and dad do? They take that child into their arms, they hug the child, they kiss it, and sometimes all it takes is a few minutes and the child's okay and ready to run off again. Have you noticed that when a child fails morally, they don't do the same thing. They would rather hide what they did wrong. And if they could get away with it, they'll lie about it and deny it. Have you noticed this? This starts when we are really, really little. It is so deep in us to want to hide our sin and deny our guilt, not realizing that we are pushing Jesus away, that we are preventing ourselves from receiving in a deeper way the power and gift of salvation. What God is inviting us to do Whenever we sin, when we fail morally, God wants us to run to Jesus, to the Father, just like little children do when they are hurt physically. And not to wallow in guilt and shame, not to spend hours condemning ourselves and beating ourselves up. No to run into the arms of Jesus, of the Father. And this Jesus whom we are about to receive in just a few minutes, He loves sinners. He loves us, not because we are perfect. He came because we were not. He didn't come to the world to affirm a bunch of nice people. He came because we need him to be redeemed and healed. Jesus loves to save. We have a hard time admitting that we need saving, but Jesus loves to save. And so the Lord invites us to throw the doors of our hearts wide open, 
not to be afraid of anything that we see in our hearts and to be able to experience more profoundly and deeply the power of a saving love. Are you and I ready for this? Isn't this what we really want? Isn't this at the heart of happiness? Let us come before the Lord now and experience the power of His saving love. Amen.